your kingdom come. Alleluia. Your kingdom come. Alleluia. These are the prayers that bring us home with Ramona Garcia and Gay Slomka. This is John Garland, and we're exploring the Psalms, this ancient prayer book of the Bible that teaches us the spiritual vocabulary of healing, resilience, and praise. The prayers that bring us home. The Psalms are Jesus's prayer book, and we pray them communally each day with him and with our small group and with the cloud of pilgrims around the world today and with the cloud of pilgrims back through the many centuries. And we pray these Psalms with you. We're glad you joined us. Kay and I are gonna chat a little bit about today's Psalm 149 and whoa, what are we gonna say about this Psalm? It's a surprising one. This is, it starts out with this beautiful, pure praise and then there's a twist and this call to vengeance that's seems kind of oh, I thought we were done with this dun, dun, yes. dun. yeah but this is a psalm that Jesus quotes this is a psalm that Jesus quotes and in probably some of the most uncomfortable passages in the New Testament but let's explore that because there is something really rich here um, and I think I think we've distilled that out in this prayer we'll begin there and then we'll listen to all of Psalm 149 and then Gay, are you up for it have a little conversation yeah. <laughs> your kingdom come alleluia psalm 149 alleluia sing a new song to yahweh and his praise in the congregation of the godly ones israel shall be joyful in his maker the children of Zion shall rejoice in their king. They shall praise his name with dancing. They shall sing praises to him with tambourine and lyre. For Yahweh takes pleasure in his people. He will glorify the lowly with salvation. The godly ones shall be jubilant in glory. They shall sing for joy on their beds. The high praises of God shall be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hands to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their dignitaries with shackles of iron, to execute against them the judgment written. This is an honor for all his godly ones. Alleluia. So Psalm 149 is maybe not what we would expect at the very end of this journey. It's the second to last Psalm. We're in this pure praise, pure hallelujahs. And certainly the beginning of this Psalm feels great. We are dancing and singing and you have these instruments and God is going to glorify the lowly with salvation. This is wonderful. This is the image that, that we've been um, that we've been uh, sort of seeing glimpses of, and now we're sort of in this homecoming with all these psalms, um, and then and then it becomes surprising and, and befuddling. How? What's your first reaction to this psalm, Gay? 
um, it kind of left me with my mouth open there for a second. We have this beautiful verse in five that we're going to sing with joy in our beds. And then it goes from the high praises of God shall be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hands. And I'm like, what? How did we go from praise to this vengeance? I, I think our initial reaction of of disgust, we were talking, we were, we sort of were befuddled over this this morning. Is uh, is there's so many images in our mind of violent religious fanatics yeah. who are going to use religion as a justification for violence, and this it, this feels like maybe this what this song could be used for. You could take this prayer and use it as a justification for attacking other people, right? That's that yeah. I think maybe maybe some of our uh, discomfort with this. Yeah, exactly. Executing vengeance on the nations. Um, so how do we approach this? What are we gonna, how, how do we, how do we uh, pray this in the presence of God? Well, all I can think about John is, you know, throughout Jesus's life, he never did resort to any form of violence. He used words and um, the parables, and he voiced honestly his rejection of the treatment of people when the poor and the hungry were left abandoned. He did not, he did not shy away from different difficult conversations, but he also rejected violence. So I don't know. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, in the beginning of the gospel of John, you have him turning over tables and, and driving out. He's, He's shutting down an economic system that is soiling the temple. Uh, that is an economic system that is um, uh, that is uh, hurting the poor to enrich a religious establishment. So you have wow. you have that sort of um, outrage reaction. But then also Jesus says, "I haven't come to bring peace. I've come to bring a sword." Um, and uh, especially us Mennonites, we're really like, whoa, uncomfortable with this. I um, that's in Matthew 10. Um, similarly, in the in the garden, there's the garden scene um, in Luke 22, where he's he's saying uh, he, he's also referring to the sword. Um, don't you know, bring your stuff, get, get it, get, get your sword. Um, and, and we're also uncomfortable with that. But Jesus is quoting this psalm. This is the psalm that, that Jesus is, is quoting, 149. It's describing this, this sword. The high praises of God shall be in their mouths and a sword in their hands. And it says a two-edged sword, which is the only time. It's, this, this, uh, this Hebrew word is used twice in all of the Hebrew scriptures, two-edged sword. It means tooth. It's a sword that has a tooth. So you have praise in your mouths and there's this toothy sword. So there's some sort of yeah. connection here um, that we, we can't quite decipher. But, but Jesus is describing this sword and this is the sword that he is bringing um, to 
restore the kingdom and mm -hmm. to tear down all of the systems of oppression to to tear down all of the powers and principalities that have rejected God's justice, God's judgment, God's mishpat, um, and to to restore restore this place. And here in this psalm, it's the uh, the godly ones. The Hebrew there is the Hasid. You hear about Hasidic Jews. These are the godly ones, the the ones who've set themselves apart. It's the it's these um, who have bound themselves to the Messiah who are going to participate in this deconstruction of the attacks on the kingdom. Um, but th this also feels like an answer too, doesn't it, Gay, to a another psalm that we love? Yeah, Psalm 2 at the very beginning when um, the kings are called to use insight and let yourselves be instructed you judges of the earth serve Yahweh with reverence and rejoice with trembling he calls you know those in charge to act in this way and they obviously don't so you know maybe this is kind of a a bookend answer to that I mean, that's a tension throughout the whole Psalms is there's yeah. this calling. There's this calling to the Messiah. The Psalms say, here, meet the Messiah. See how the Messiah's power um, comes directly from God. And then watch the Messiah suffer. And then like then the Psalms introduce the understanding of resurrection and, and introduce the resurrection power. Um, and then we have this um, this beautiful sort of homecoming, this pilgrimage into the presence of God. But the tension throughout all the Psalms is that this son, this Messiah, is being rejected um, as being is being turned aside, is being pushed aside, is being forgotten, is being rejected. And and here this tension is resolved. Um, and you know that that first that first Psalm it says, "Kiss the son." Uh, kiss the Messiah so he won't be angry and you perish on the way. And well, here here we have, there is the perishing on the way because um, there's the rejection of all the, all the forces of evil in the world are going to be bound up. And, um, and, then, and then there's this pure hallelujah um, as, as these forces are, are trapped in the own, tra oh, the, the, the very trap that they've set. Your kingdom come. Alleluia. Your kingdom come. Alleluia. Your kingdom come. Alleluia. Isn't it amazing to pray with the Messiah? These ancient prayers, they were held by an enslaved people through the horrific exile in Babylon and crafted and organized and woven together into this prayer book to heal an entire nation and, and the whole world. These prayers that Jesus used and lived into and unveiled and gave to us 
gave to all of us through the centuries to pray together. These are the prayers that bring us home. Well, blessings, you all. We'll see you tomorrow. And until then, may the peace of Christ walk with you on your long journey home. We are all going home together.